absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here. It is Monday morning. Max, how you leaning? God damn, man. I, I messaged you yesterday. I was looking at the scores of the games and I was like, uh, if my leans were bets, I'd be a happy man this morning. But <laughs> such is the case of sports betting is when you just don't feel quite good about a game. And those are the games that win and the games that you feel really good about are the games that lose. So, uh, yeah, I, it was an, a bad day at the office. But the good news is on the season, I am still up cash so i'll have some money to waste today on the monday night football game there you go and we're uh, joining us from the grave sex panther what's going on man uh just trying to kick this damn bug man but uh you know the nice thing about me and under the weather is it gets you the opportunity to basically watch as much tv sports movies as you want so um yeah yes yesterday was uh a very interesting day um you know well, and I'm sure we'll talk about it with Max. We always talk about the over/unders on on the uh, game, the game totals. Um, only two games went under 40 points yesterday. It was a lot of scoring, a lot of points put up. So, kind of wondering if there's any defenses this year. If it's going to be a pretty offensive juggernaut of a season from all these teams. Yeah, Rich. Yeah, it does seem like offense is in in play this year. Hell, you can even spot. You can even give Atlanta a 20 point lead and uh, they're still going to find a way to lose. So it's been a it's been an interesting week. You know, one of the good lessons that you learn, though, Max was talking about having a little bit rough. You know, I have made <laughs> no secret about struggling the last week after Max spike betting me. But, you know, the value of betting, you know, using money management is a lesson I've learned pretty well over the last week. It's one I've always known. So. You know, if you manage your money correctly, you could still make your way through some crappy periods and and then be ready to profit on the rebound. That's it. Yeah, man. You're, it, Rich, you had a bunch of bad breaks or bad beats yesterday. You got to think eventually later in the season, you know, karma's going to pay you back. You just have to have enough money to be there. Well, you you think so. And then you get kicked in the nuts again and you're thinking, you know, what did I do wrong? <laughs> who, who did I defy? Was I Attila the Hun in my previous life? Maybe so. Maybe so. Max, you got any reacts from yesterday? Oh, I got tons of reacts from yesterday. Lay it on me. Uh, injuries, man. Oof. Lots of injuries. It's going to play a big role in the next few weeks in, in both uh, on the field, sports betting, and, of course, in fantasy. Uh, some notable ones, Saquon Barkley, done for the Giants, probably his ACL. Nick Bosa from the Niners, probably also torn ACL, done. Uh, looking at the Niners as well, uh, Jimmy G, he's got a shoulder injury. Might not be the worst thing for the Niners, though. <laughs> uh, but Raheem Mostert being out, uh, they're, they're, this, this is a bad bad run for the Niners right now. Lots of injuries could just drop them in a, a very competitive NFC West right now. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's going to miss some time for the Panthers. And then in the AFC West, two starting quarterbacks, were out yesterday. Uh, Drew Locke went down for Denver and Tyrod Taylor. He went down for the Chargers with quote-unquote chest pains, whatever that means. That doesn't sound good. Uh, hopefully it's just like cracked ribs or something like that because chest pains in a quarterback. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so um, I think the Chargers have already gotten a glimpse at their future at quarterback there. But those are some more notable uh, injuries. Um, 
about the games themselves, I, I'm not sure about you guys, but I can definitely go for another round of Seahawks Patriots. I'm I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I just, just book these guys every single year. Always seems to come down to the goal line, last second play. Another fun one last night. Are, is it time to be worried about the Vikings? Because I'm worried about the Vikings. Their their defense is just non-existent, and Kirk Cousins fell off that cliff that we knew eventually he would fall off. Looking at Tampa, Tom Brady still looked iffy, but you know, Tampa Bay got the win. Ugh. And uh, when you have Leonard Fournette run for 103 yards and two touchdowns, I guess that helps. And right? they were just trying to ice the clock. <laughs> oh my God, that hurts that a lot, though. Sometimes, like, because everyone's crowding the line of scrimmage, and when you break through that first guy, it's it's yeah. just a race to the end zone, straight line. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I'm usually on the wrong side of that one. <laughs> Carolina plus the points. Mm-hmm. Uh, speak, speaking of Leonard Fournette, his old team, I, I'm I'm starting to like Rich's bet for MVP. Mustache man, 395 yards, three touchdowns, almost beat the Titans. Yeah, man. Your over is starting to look pretty good there, Arch. I, I, I'm just saying. Uh, someone did not get the message that the Jaguars are supposed to tank this year. Man, they're going for it on like fourth and three. This team's it's insane. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bears, man. Bears got another win. Uh, <laughs> but um wasn't a good one, right? I mean, yeah. that, that Giants defense is terrible, and Trubisky struggled against that. It's it's time. It's time to pull the plug. Just put just put Foles out there. I, I'm serious. Just just pull the plug. But Bears 2-0, so there's that. Uh, another minute has ticked on the Bill O'Brien clock. <laughs> Inevitability is going to catch up with him. Uh, Ravens, though, man, they do not look like they've dropped off at all from last season. That is just scary. Uh, Cardinals, I mentioned the Niners before, but the Cardinals, man, they could be playoff bound this year. With those Niners injuries, you're looking at Arizona, they're 2-0. they got games coming up against the Lions and Panthers. They're going to start the season 4-0. And teams that start four and zero typically make a playoff run. So that Cardinals team, uh, the down year for the Niners. The Cardinals gonna make it. Uh, last point for me. I'm gonna leave most of the talking on this one to Rich, of course. Fucking Cowboys, man. <laughs> Fucking Cowboys. I don't know what to think about them at this point, though. But if if defense is just not gonna be played by any team in the league then maybe the Cowboys have a chance of winning the Super Bowl because they can't play defense right now. But, man, when their offense is going, it's it's scary shit. Yeah. Way too much, way too many injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Starting cornerback out, their starting linebacker out. Some of the people they spent money on to be on the defensive line are out. So, yeah, they're giving up points. It doesn't help that, though, in the first quarter that you turn the ball over three times, give the other team plus, uh, plus field position. And, I think their defense actually, considering the circumstances, played about as well as they could, enough to keep them in the game and then uh, allow for some late heroics when Atlanta just watches an onside kick roll by and yeah. Cowboys recover. So it's uh, Atlanta's used to that, though, right? Atlanta's used to being up big and then choking up. Uh, oh. Choking up leads, aren't they? Like, yeah, maybe it's whenever that the Atlantic, before. Yeah, maybe whenever the Atlanta kickers on the field, onside kicks work <laughs> because he, you know he's gotten a few for Atlanta. So apparently he's the he he's the key to getting an onside kick. All right, Rich. Any other reacts from yesterday? Well, I think that Cam Newton looks more comfortable in the Patriots' offense than Brady looks in the uh, Buccaneers' offense. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I think there's really not a whole lot of defense being played. I agreed with. Uh, Max on that. It's. It, I thought it would kind of be the other way around. Uh, outside of that, you know, I, I think you know, the injuries are going to play a big part, but they play a big part in the NFL every year. 
And I think the worst football in the league is in New York, right? Between the Giants and the Jets. It's a race to see who's going to get the kid from Clemson. Yeah. Panther, takeaways. I got a few here. Um, you can add, go ahead and add Dan Quinn to the coaching hot seat. Uh, he should probably should have been fired a long time ago. But here's a defensive coach that came over from the Seahawks six years ago, and and notwithstanding the Super Bowl debacle, they've given up 78 points in their first two games from a defensive coach. Uh, Matt Ryan's doing everything he can to carry this team, but that Falcon defense is about as putrid as they come. Um, number two, Max touched on it, but Tyrod Taylor, son, you were handed a quarterback job and then your, your ribs, your chest, whatever was bothering you too much in pregame warmups that you just, I'm not going to play. Well, guess what? You just lost your job because Justin Herbert played phenomenal yesterday and he ain't losing that job. So you got a new quarterback in LA, uh, starting yesterday, um, I'm going on the defensive right now because I'll hear it from your guys' mouths the rest of the season, but I'm putting my feet in the ground. The Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers are not frauds. This team is, <laughs> this team is for real. Oh, they, come on. They, they beat up like cripples yesterday. Stop it. Oh, my God. They've, so they, they've only had the highest scoring offense the first two weeks. Um, and in a, but I, I made the point preseason that I thought Aaron Rodgers would play with a chip on his shoulder because of that whole Jordan Love draft pick. Um, he, he doesn't forget. He, I mean, he didn't forget when he was drafted all the uh, guys that passed over him for other quarterbacks. So he's one of those people that has a long memory, and I expect him to have a pretty phenomenal season. Um, we touched on it with Kirk Cousins. Minnesota is going to squander a really good football team with a piss-ass, terrible quarterback. Kirk Cousins should be done. He's no more than a backup anywhere. And if they don't go get one, <clears throat> Gardner Minshew, <laughs> Um, that was an intentional cough. Uh, <laughs> the Minnesota is going to lose a lot of games because Kirk Cousins is not the kind of guy you want trying to win a game. Uh, sadly, I was stuck with that game, and Jonathan Taylor for the Colts is going to be an absolute beast. I thought he was going to run it 40 times. All Rivers did was hand it to him, uh, left, right, up the middle. I didn't know if Rivers were going to throw the ball. They just gave the ball to Taylor, but they kind of uh, – Started passing, and Taylor only ended up with 28 carries, but uh, the dude's the real deal. Number five, Max, I think you'll like this one. Rams are better than I thought. The Rams are way better than I thought they were going to be. They actually look balanced. Malcolm Brown runs with power. Um, and look, Jared Goff looks pretty good, and then I'm not going to take anything from that defense. Defense played well. I, I do have a point to make, though, is if you if you rewind to our fantasy show, I said there's probably no value really in, in taking Higby because the Rams never throw to their tight end. What did they do yesterday? It, all he day. Was the best, all he was day. the best tight end in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, they, they threw to Higby, and he, and he looked good. And then uh, Cooper Cup uh, looks to be the, the go-to for Jared Goff. Um, you guys talked about the teams in, in New York. I, this is this almost pains to say, but I think the Jets are better than the Giants. I'm putting the Giants officially on 0-16 watch. They're bad, and losing Saquon Barkley makes them even worse. Um, and then lastly, I think the, the Chargers laid a blueprint – if they had a little bit more talent, but they laid the blueprint for defense against the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes could not set his feet. He was hurried all night, um, and the, the Chiefs are going to have to fix some things. They didn't uh, weren't able to run Clyde Edwards-Hilaire the way they did in week one. Um, they weren't near as balanced, and so I, I think the Chargers – 
um, laid some game film that other teams are going to be looking at on how to get to the Chiefs, and those are Panthers' takeaways. With the Chiefs, if you put pressure on Mahomes, well, see, the problem with the Chiefs is they have long developing pass plays. And if you put pressure on Mahomes, Andy Reid's response is to develop is to is to run long developing pass plays. There's no last year. Yeah, they don't they don't do quick passes. They still Mm -hmm. do seven yard routes, 10 yard routes that take a little while to develop. There's never any kind of adjustment there. Rarely do you see quick slants to kind of soften up the defense. Mm hmm. Yeah. I have one more thing to add. Stefan Diggs is the happiest guy on football. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I pulled up strength of schedule real quick over a pro football reference. Uh, the Green Bay Packers had have thus far had the easiest schedule in the NFL. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Dang. Well, yeah, no, I, I, again, like I, I, you beat up on the Vikings and the Lions. Right. I mean, that, that that's who they've beaten so far. So great. Great. Are they yeah. still frauds? Are, are you? Yes. Okay. Of okay. course they are. But they're frauds that I said that are going to probably win the, the, the NFC North. I said that, in, in, you know, when we were talking about win totals. They'll still win the NFC North. That's true. And then they'll fizzle out in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know, and man. NFC is not exactly looking like a juggernaut. Hell, at this point, I think the Arizona Cardinals might be the best team in the NFC. That's the team I was circling thinking, boy, I wouldn't want to play them. All right. But, yep. but to the point, you're going by strength of schedule. They just whipped up on, on a team that has no name. So I don't know how much we're going to – I mean, I, I like what they're doing – but the verdict is still out. And I know you guys are crucifying Bill O'Brien, but uh, talk about strength of schedule. They had to play Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes in back-to-back weeks. The schedule makers did them no favors at all. Oh, no. Tough, tough road for them. Yeah. All right. We got, we got more pressing or more timely issues to talk about. Let's get to the Monday night football game. New Orleans is going to Las Vegas. I don't know if this is a neutral site. I never heard of a team in Las Vegas. Uh, the Las Vegas team opened up plus six. They're plus five and a half now. You're not going to like this arch, but at at the end of this week, the Chiefs might not be the only undefeated AFC West team Uh-oh. anymore. Oh, whoa. It's not that I have a ton of faith in Chucky and the Raiders, because I don't. I just have a lot of doubts with the Saints right now. They're on the road as a favorite on Monday night. That's already a daunting task. That's already something. I mean, we've seen it twice already. The road favorites this this year win on Monday Night Football. But if you're a Saints fan, you're rewinding and watching week one. You got to be a bit worried because even though they got that win over Tampa Bay, Drew Brees just did not look good. He looked off. He missed a lot of open uh, passes that he usually makes. And now he's without Michael Thomas. So I think the one thing that Brees and that offense has going for them is that they're playing the Raiders defense because the Raiders defense is just non-existent. But if we've already put our, our foot in the ground to say that defense just probably not going to be played for a while this season and it's going to go offense to offense, I like how the Raiders can move the ball. I think they have a hell of a running game. I think their passing game looked pretty good with Derek Carr out there. I mean, this is a team that burned me a lot last season when I bet on them. So... <laughs> Uh, you know what? They might as well burn me again. I'm going to bet the Raiders here with the points, and I would not be mad if someone money lined them. You know, I got to be honest. I don't I don't hate it. The, the big red flag for me is fucking Chucky Gruden. Um, 
you know, Carr was pretty efficient last week, 22 with 30 for 240 yards and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs is an absolute stallion. And if they can get it down close to the goal line, he may end up with three touchdowns again. Um, they got a lot of speed. Uh, Henry Ruggs was kind of shaken up through the middle of the, the week. Um, he didn't finally practice, so it was a walkthrough on Saturday. He's a game-time decision tonight. But assuming Henry Ruggs goes, they got Hunter Renfro, uh, Brian Edwards. This, this is a team with a lot of speed at the wide opposition. So I, I expect tonight to be high scoring. But to your point, the Raiders' defense is eh, right? Be nice. I think we, this might be the joke for as long as Chucky's there. Be nice if they had a, a guy that could put pressure on a quarterback. I don't know what to do with a guy like that, maybe a Khalil Mack, maybe, but um, it's hard for me. I'm, I'm going to lean the Raiders because of the points. I think the Saints can still get the win, but um, without Michael Thomas, that's a big drop off. He has no rapport with Emmanuel Sanders. Could be a big night for Jared Cook, but um, and Alvin Kamara, obviously. But uh, I think I'll lean the Raiders plus those points. The uh, Saints might be one of the few teams in football that actually will play defense this year. I think. And I believe that's probably going to be the difference in the game is the Saints defense versus the uh, compared to the, the Raiders defense. Without Michael Thomas, I expect to see a little bit more Latavius Murray, a little bit more pound and football. He seems to run the ball a little bit more effectively. A couple more swing passes. I would think that Kamara will be more involved in the game. So I think both teams are probably going to implement some ball control, keep it close. You know, the one thing that makes me a little bit nervous about taking the Saints is the fact that they're christening a new stadium. But without fans in the stands, I don't know how much energy there's going to be. Though I do suspect that, you know, Vegas will want to you know, hit the... Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Champagne bottle over the uh, stadium with a W. I'm going to lean the Saints. I'm real close to betting them. Right now, I'm just leaning the Saints. Mm. I'm going to have to bet the Raiders here. I've got the Saints winning, but not by enough. Not enough to cover it. Uh, so, yeah, let's give me, give me the Raiders. Man, even if there were fans in the stands, this has been my point. Vegas is such a tourist town. It's such a destination location. I'm not sure the Raiders are really ever going to have a home field advantage. Yeah, we say that. But, I mean, if you if you look at what happened with hockey, w- w- with, with that Vegas team, that was wild. Okay. I know it's a tourist town, but, I mean, they did it up. They played to the tourist town. They had the shows. They, and mm-hmm. that, that crowd was, like, amped up and wild for hockey. 
Yeah, but the average American doesn't have a hockey team. The average American has a football team in their heart. Yeah, but I think much like the Deegan show, when you're in Vegas, what you do in Vegas stays in Vegas, and it allows people to just be crazy out of their mind because they don't think the person sitting next to them is their neighbor. <laughs> oh, that's that's that's, that's so, true. So, I mean, really, it's, it's almost like a rotating fan base is what you're yeah. saying. Is it, yeah. It's not going to be like a solid fan base. Like So when they do get fans in the stands, it's it's not, you know, it's not going to be a, a – hardcore contingent like some of these other teams where you know green bay travels or no. or the, the chiefs fans travel you know it's not going to be like that you're not going to get hit in head in the head with a battery in las vegas for wearing the wrong color so what do the raiders fans do i mean we're, what are they doing right now over in oakland or wherever the hell they're at i don't know yeah. man what would, what are they what, all in prison now yeah well I, mean, I was gonna say how what how's corona treating prisons <laughs> well, isn't yeah. it, aren't, aren't flights cheap now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the total. It opened at 50. 48 and a half now. I with the 48 and a half, hey, I'm I'm a bit worried about this. I I, I kind of still like the over, but I mean, if if it's dropping like this, then you, you almost got to eye the under. Maybe uh, Rich is right. Maybe the New Orleans defense, you know, is is what shows up today and kind of keeps us a little bit lower. Maybe uh, without Michael Thomas, uh, Breeze and them can't can't score that much. I, I I still like the slight over the forty eight and a half at the fifty. You know, it was close. At the fifty, I was, I was still like, I have this at like fifty one. So I mean, like it's it's over for me, but I don't feel great about it at all. I feel pretty good about it. Um, I got I got it at twenty seven twenty one using the information that Vegas has given us. Uh, given, you know, I know with all the other games don't really impact this particular game, but like I pointed out, it's been a real over weekend, um, 60s, and, and uh, we had, what, 179 points. So, um, yeah, I think this is an overplay. I think both teams can score. And I know New Orleans defense is pretty good, but there's a lot of speed out there. There's going to be some big plays by the Raiders tonight. I'm leaning over as well. I mean, I – I think they're not playing defense this year whatsoever at all. So I suspect you'll see some more points again. So I'm going to lean the over. Yeah, I had it at 50, but the, the, the downshift makes me worried. I think we're probably looking at an underplay, just guessing what the line is doing. I'm going to lean the over, but I think this is, I think this is proper. We're heading towards, you know, primetime football. They're lowering the total. This feels like an underplay. It, it smells. It's kind of like the same movement that we saw with Tampa Bay and Carolina and minus that one Leonard Fournette run, that game would have been under. Yeah, right. Right. All right. So that's that. Max, what's going on in NHL? Yeah, I got to catch you guys up, right? We missed a show, and so we missed out on some things. So to catch you all up, the Stars absolutely dominated the Lightning in game one, which I guess is no surprise to anyone who's actually watched the NHL playoffs. Because Dallas is taking care of Colorado. They've taken care of Vegas. Two teams with arguably the two best offenses in the game. So the threat of Tampa's offense is nothing that Dallas is going to be too scared about. You look at game one, Tampa absolutely controlled the tempo of the game. But they just never look comfortable at all. You take 42 shots on goal, you get one goal. It either means great goaltending or just bad shots. Guess what? It was a mix of both. Uh, you know, unfortunately, my my issue here is it's not going to be a sweep. It's not like Dallas is going to sweep it. So I, I do think Tampa is going to win some of these games. And if you're looking at impri- uh, implied probability here, 
I don't know if you got it on either side to bet either team. Uh, some books have Tampa at minus one forty three. Some have up to minus one fifty. So uh, depending on the book, you're you're just you're you're almost at there, or you're way out of your comfort zone of betting them. If it got under one forty, if you're the one thirty nine area, you're probably betting the favorite here. You're not going to get it. You're, da- you're not going to get it. And then for Dallas, uh, you know you, you're getting probably around the the one thirty one thirty five mark. Uh, just it's it's not quite there for them uh, to bet them either. So from looking at the probability standpoint, you really just have to base off of is Tampa going to win some games in this series? Yes. Can Dallas keep it close and can Dallas win games? Yes. So what have I been doing all play uh, all playoffs when a team can keep it close? I'm going to bet the underdog and which is what I'm going to do here. But I don't advise anyone else to do it. I mean, I can do it because I have made my little war chest in NHL betting that I can afford to do it. So I'm, I'm going to bet the stars here. But if you want to play, if you're interested in any kind of play tonight, look at the under, under five goals, because both these teams seem to be under five goals or mm. making five goals. Like So I like the under as the better play here. But I'm also going to bet the stars here because why the hell not? Dallas is starting to look like a team of destiny, and you can't really – I can't bet against them. I, I think when you look at paper and the rosters, um, the, the statistics, you're like, okay, Tampa Bay is the better team. But through these playoffs, Dallas, like you pointed out, they took care of Colorado, they took care of uh, Vegas, um, and now they're already up one nothing convincingly on Tampa Bay, um, I I think you hit everything on the head. I, you know, you're, you're guessing on which games Tampa Bay is going to win, but I think Dallas wins this series. Um, I'm not sure if there's still any value out there for Dallas uh, for the Stanley Cup to win the series, but um, since they already took that first one. But, look, I'm probably just going to take the underdog and hope Tampa doesn't win, you know, two games. Need Dallas to win them all. So, um, yeah, I'll take Dallas here. Uh, I'm going against the two hockey gurus. <laughs> the planet's going to stop revolving. Well, Dallas has won three in a row against Tampa. That's for sure. But I'm hard-pressed to believe they can get out shot two to one, score four goals on 20 shots again against the Tampa defense. To me, that seems unlikely. You know, Tampa has not lost two in a row since they moved to this format up in Canada. So I expect you're going to see Tampa come back and win tonight. So and you're not paying up for them today based upon the bubble goal differential. So I'm going to bet tampa to tie up the series today yeah tampa it's a little too high for the implied probability for me as, w- as well uh what's that minus 150 is 60 percent can't quite get there just ever so slight value on dallas from what i've got so it's you gotta side with dallas or you know maybe take the maxes under you're catching a plus line on that under uh the to win the series dallas this is pinnacle dallas minus 111 tampa bay minus 105 to win the series at bet 365 minus 110 both sides so does that put me on a hockey island you're on a hockey island you're driving all by yourself on a zamboni yeah all right you know, my uncle actually drives a zamboni here <laughs> <laughs> we got time for maybe a couple you know real quick baseball picks if anybody's got one panther anything jumping out at you in baseball yeah, actually, I got two jumping out at me real quick. Um, Phillies and Nationals, Zach Wheeler going against Annabelle Sanchez. Um, I don't know if you guys realize, we're down to one week. One week. Right, we're down to one week. 
of uh, before the playoffs start, uh, Phillies are in like a 14 battle to still make those playoffs. Um, I'm showing minus 150. You know, the Nats aren't fighting for anything. I don't think they've got much to offer. They probably won't put up much resistance. So um, it's not too chalky to me for minus 150. I, I'm going to bet the Phillies here. The, uh, the the sharps seem to be on the Nats right now. Overwhelming majority of the uh, public is on Philadelphia here. Um, I I'm seeing the line though, kind of getting a little bit better for Washington. So it's it's weird that the sh- maybe, maybe the sharps are just looking for a, a it's not even a lottery ticket here. I think I'm with you, man. It's it's out of my comfort zone of of you know chalk threshold of betting here, but I think Philadelphia is probably the play. Yeah, I was looking through this game this morning, and because the Nationals actually came up as a, um, a home favorite with the, some criteria that I look for. I mean, a home underdog with some criteria that I look for. And then I looked to see that Annabelle Sanchez was pitching, and I just X that one right out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lean the Nationals because that's what the computer program says, the XL sheet, but I'm not, no way I'm touching Annabelle. Yeah, can't get to either side with this matchup. I, I can't do it. So I'm going to lean the Nats, but. I got no action in this one at all. Okay. Well, maybe I can convince you guys to grab some action on this one. I haven't talked about my Homer team of 2020 in a while, but the Cincinnati Reds have been red hot. They've worked themselves into this playoff contention. The uh, this, the bad thing for I think this could be a bad thing for them is they they actually play the least amount of games the rest of the way. They only got six games left to finish up their season, but it's a pretty favorable schedule starting with tonight against the Brewers. Luis Castillo has kind of been a hard luck pitcher. He's been three and five, but he has a 3.03 ERA. The Reds have been playing remarkably well uh, the last two weeks. And at home, I think they can take care of business. Minus 125 seems very plausible. So I'm going to bet the Reds. Arch, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yep. Just scroll through it. Yeah, I don't like it at yeah. all. Yeah, it's uh, it's single digit money on the Brewers right now. And that line is getting better for the Reds. Worse for the Brewers. Yeah, don't like it. Don't like it at all. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Milwaukee here. Well, Milwaukee Castillo um, Panthers right has been a hard luck pitcher. He's pitched pretty well and not really seen the results. And Milwaukee they really struggle to score runs. Either they score none or they score a bunch, but they're more likely to score none. So I am going to lean the Reds of Panther, not bet them. Yeah, I'm gonna lean the Brewers here just because I hate that line movement. Not good at all. Oof. All right, Rich, you got to play for us? Well, if we're going to go homers today, what the hell? I'll go homer too. Oh, here we go. The Cubs and the Pirates. Oh. That's where I'm going to go today. The Cubs are 7 and 3 in their last 10. Pirates are 1 and 9 in their last 10. I was actually on that one, <laughs> which is pretty amazing. And the Pirates are 1 and 9 versus lefties this year. Could be that John Lester's making one of his last two starts for the Chicago Cubs, so I expect his team to play inspired for him tonight. I know they're the chalk, but I'm going to bet the Cubs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely outside my chalk threshold here, but I, I also worry that some sharp money's coming in on Pittsburgh here. Uh, still, you know, the, the both both the money and public are on the Cubs here. Uh but less so of the money. So some some big bets are coming in on Pittsburgh here. Um, but I, I still like the Cubs. I, I, I think you're right. I think Lester gets it done uh, in, in one of his last few Chicago starts. Probably don't even need Lester to get it done. He can give up four innings or four runs in the first two innings, and the Cubs will still win. The Pirates are just that bad. Um, so it's way 
just too chalky, but I'll lean the Cubs with you. All right. Yeah, I'm going to lean the Cubs as well, but I, I, don't, I don't really want a piece of this one. All right, Rich, you got anything else? The only other game I was kind of looking at was the Mariners. There it is. There it is. The Houston team. Um, you're getting good value with the Mariners. Marco Gonzalez has been a good pitcher for the uh, Mariners. But, again, after doing my homework, there's one number that jumps out at me that you just kind of can't overlook. And that's Houston's 124 to last 26 meetings against the Mariners. But I don't know how you bet against that. But if I were going to bet this game, I would bet the Mariners. But because of that 24-2 number staring me in the face, I'm just going to lean the Mariners. I'm going to bet the Mariners. This mm-hmm. is the one game I absolutely like today. Uh, I, I uh, Listen, man, try, try, <laughs> streaks like that break. They do. I get it. Uh, this is not the same Houston team that we've been accustomed to. It's not the same Mariners team that we've been accustomed to, really. Uh, I, I think that... Uh, today, with, with looking at how that line is moving, looking at single-digit money on Seattle, like everyone and their mother is betting on Houston, and that, that line is getting really, really better for them, a lot worse for Seattle. I think at this point in time, it's betting Seattle right now. If it gets any worse for them, you probably back off. But at 127, 130, I like it. Yeah, I owe the Mariners organization a sincere apology because I really was I, I was harder on them than I think I was the Giants when the season started. And they're clearly not as bad as I thought they would be. Marco Gonzalez has been their ace for the last three years, uh, pitching really well. They're they're pretty good at home, 12 and 9 at home, which leads me to the biggest reason to avoid the Astros. They're seven and eighteen on the road. Like, how can a World Series team be that? bad on the road um that's probably the biggest reason to bet against them so i'll jump on this ship and bet the mariners yeah I'm, i am too i like this play that was the one home dog i did like today so yeah let's do it uh, i'm gonna jump on the mariners too and wow we got through okay a lot of- okay i'm joining with what? you we're gonna make it the french kiss of death oh let's man we got doomed we got doomed we were good until we did that now everybody needs to bet the astros yeah yeah so the mariners did they get i didn't i don't have baseball standings in front of me did they get their nine wins <laughs> ever, 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 so, ever so slightly <laughs> and we had a it's kind of a long episode today but we covered a ton of ground but all good things max that's it that is it head over to absolutedegeneracy.com download Gen's app for android ios let us know what you think about our picture picks anyone's picks you can listen to us on that app or on stitcher spotify apple pod amazon podcast google pod podcast addict tune in podcast on iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Rich. Hey, it's good to have Panther back. And uh, we were talking a little bit about the pre-show about hedging, uh, whether or not you're on the uh, – you have a five-team, 16 parlay, and you got one team left. Who, who is that again, Arch? Um, shoot. It, yeah, he's got uh, – He's got um, his parlay hinges on New Orleans winning tonight, just winning. Mm-hmm. But and we talked on the pre-show, and we all agreed that yeah. you should hedge. Yeah, right. Just didn't have time to really get mm-hmm. So, you know, I know you're not feeling well. Panther, we're glad to have you back. We covered a lot today, so make sure you let your friends know about it. It seems like you are because more and more of you are joining us. Thank you. Um, make sure you continue to tell your friends about us on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, however it is you communicate, because friends don't let friends bet without absolute degeneracy. And the show doesn't end. Without Sex Panther taking us to his couch where he is now, bring us home.
<laughs> hey, you know, even though I was under the weather, I tried to interact. I had a lot of stuff going on yesterday. Got some fantasy input from you guys. And, you know, my wide receiver quandary didn't even pan out because Will Fuller, I don't know what the hell happened. If they benched him, if there's chaos in Houston, and there was no injury report on him. So um, Will Fuller screwed my, my fantasy team yesterday. But um, They have an idiot for a general have- manager over there, you know. Yeah, it could be that. It could be that too. <laughs> but um, that's that's where we're doing all this gossip and chit chat. Is at the website absolutegenesis dot com. The app is Dgens exclamation point. And um, you guys just get on there and shoot the shit with us. Let us know what you did yesterday. What you're going to do today when it's all said and done, kids. Let's make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.